0: Yes, I sir. never said the word. Okay, okay. never mind. So, we don't talk about the R. Right,
1: right? So our superhero this series is, is Roth. The Roth.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna have to start after the. <laughs> I'm so confused. No, it's my fault. I got <laughs> Roth. So we're cutting right after I say that's guy I'd want to go to a Halloween party with. <laughs> Cut. Welcome to Retiring Today, the podcast that guides you to and through retirement. Okay, Rochelle, what are you queuing up first? Like, what kind of superhero music are we going to treat the people to in just moments? Ooh, I don't know, but that's a really good thought. Okay, so I can't think, of course, of any of the superhero themes right now. Is anybody humming one?
1: No, 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 no,
0: no, no. There you go. Good, Merkel. Way to go. So. Today, we are introducing you, the podcast viewer, to our superhero series. I once dressed as a superhero. Oh, for what? Wonder Woman, (sighs) Halloween, circa about 2002. (laughs) (laughs) I was just thinking about how my life and body have changed since then that was that was before four kids was wonder woman your favorite superhero no i really probably at the time thought i would look nice in the costume i just sound so vain it comes i did down to the costume, costume i know i was yeah yeah, well, yeah my yeah. friend made it homemade for me and i was wonder woman so that's that's my superhero connection other than that I'm not a big superhero <laughs> fan, but that year Wonder Woman, that was the costume. Yeah. Who's your favorite superhero, Michelle? Ooh, I don't know. That's that's a great question. Probably, I'm probably a good Batman fan. Yeah, can't yeah. go wrong with Batman. And I wasn't an Iowan. The first person to play Batman, Adam West from Ooh. Iowa. I that I don't know. We'll Have to look that one up.
1: We had an Iowan play Superman.
0: Brandon Ralph, yeah, from Indianola or Norwalk, south of Des Moines. He played Superman. Mm. Who's your favorite superhero?
1: I don't know if I have one. <laughs> I don't know if I have his favorite. you know. But going back to the costume, probably for the same reasons, my favorite <laughs> costume was always The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: and do tell. No, I'm unclear on the reasoning.
1: Do tell. Well, you know, same reason. I just liked how it looked in The Rock costume. <laughs>
0: <laughs> tell us more about The Rock costume.
1: <laughs> well, there wasn't much to it. I'm just kidding. I've never dressed up as The Rock. <laughs> But if I did, that I'm sure it would have looked really close. Spit
0: an image. <laughs> People would be like, oh, you're the rock. Yep. It's so clear. That's right. Also, another Iowan who played a superhero, that Jason Moa, Ma- Moa oh, from yeah. also the Des Moines area. He mm-hmm. played the Waterman, Aquaman. Aquaman. Now, there's a guy that I'd like to go to a Halloween party <laughs>
1: with. <laughs> Easy, Wonder Woman. <laughs>
0: Now to the serious business though, of your retirement vision. One thing that can really supercharge your retirement vision is a Roth IRA. And that's what we're going to discuss today. And Lauren, just first, the big, big overview. Why is the Roth IRA such a superhero when it comes to retirement?
1: Taxes are one of the number one wealth eroding factors when it comes to retirement planning. Taxes are so prevalent within not only our accumulation years, but also when we retire. So it plays a big role in what we actually get to spend out of the the hard work that we've gone through to save whatever money we've been able to save once we get to that retirement timeframe. And the reason we're featuring the Roth IRA in the first series of our superhero series is because it is so powerful from a tax planning standpoint. And there's a moment... Multitude of ways that you can use the Roths, uh, of some of which we're going to cover here in this podcast. But the primary concept of the Roth is, once the money is in the Roth, that money grows tax-free forever. So if you use it in your retirement, you're going to take it out tax-free. If you don't use it all within your retirement, you pass away. It's going to go to your kids. It's going to go to your grandkids tax-free. So you get the powerful compounding feature of the Roth IRA for as long as you're alive, plus as long as that Roth IRA exists once you pass it on to your beneficiaries.
0: And like most of these uh, kinds of investment vehicles, this is something what that lawmakers put into place. And really, it wasn't all that long ago.
1: There was a senator. His last name was Roth, believe it or not.
0: I believe it if you say it.
1: <laughs> so so he introduced the bill, um, and, and really what it did, it, yeah, 1998 is when it started. So 1998 with the Taxpayer Relief Act, it was, it was the commencement date of the Roth IRA. And uh, since then, people have been contributing to the Roth, but for retirees today, it's been a really big struggle to get meaningful wealth underneath the Roth for most people. Because when it started, you can only contribute a maximum of $2,000 a year to the Roth. And then that $2,000 limit continued on for a number of years and then incrementally it has increased. So now if you're under the age of 50, you can put $6,000 a year into it. If you're 50 and older, you can contribute $7,000 a year, assuming that you have that type of earned income. So for many people, it's been hard to accumulate. It's not like the 401k plan where you can put a lot of money right out of your paycheck into it and allow it to grow. So it's been a challenge, but it's uh, with, with some of the new Roth conversion strategies, it's been be- becoming a lot easier for people to build meaningful wealth within the Roth.
0: Let's talk about a few more of the basics of a Roth IRA. Are there uh, limits to what you can earn and then, when you earn over a certain amount, can you no longer contribute?
1: Yeah, if you're single, you can. Once you earn over about one hundred and forty thousand dollars, you can no longer contribute to the Roth. From the married couples, once you make over two hundred six thousand, then you can no longer contribute to the Roth. And there's a phased out component with the different income ranges, and that's that also is a barrier to building wealth within the Roth because there are many people who cannot contribute because they make too much money. Uh, so there, again, there's some other strategies that we can incorporate to help build that wealth within the Roth. Uh, it's just been a challenge because of those restrictions.
0: And when we talk about the Roth, do are we also talking about the Roth you might see inside your 401k?
1: Well, now we are because just as a, really probably the last five years, many 401k plans have started to offer the Roth 401k. So f- from a tax standpoint, the Roth IRA and the Roth 401k plan work the same way. But the advantage of the Roth 401k plan is there are no income limits. So you can make $10 million a year as long as you have access to the Roth 401k plan through your employer, you can contribute the maximum amount to that 401k plan. So there's no income limits to it. And again, it's easy. It just comes right out of your check, like the pre-tax 401k plan.
0: While we're on the subject of earned income, what if maybe one spouse is retired and, and not working? What does that do? Can you still contribute to a Roth?
1: Well, the, the, it goes on based on household income. So, if you're married, if you, as a household, whether that income's coming from one wage earner or two, then the the income limits still exist. Uh, the contributory limits still exist as well. So, let's say uh, one spouse is retired and the other spouse makes a hundred thousand. So, they're under the income limits where they can contribute, but one spouse isn't making earn, earned income. It doesn't matter. Based on the household income, they make over fourteen thousand dollars. So. One of them can contribute 7000 to their Roth, and the other can still contribute 7000 to their Roth, even though only one has earned income.
0: And I know on this show, we focus on pre-retirees and retirees. But what about the Roth? Is it something that is worth taking advantage of in the, in the accumulation phase?
1: You know, we used to hear this thing, or I used to hear it quite a bit from people who are in their retirement phase. They say, I'm too old. The Roth is, doesn't work. The Roth doesn't make sense for me anymore. So they will just, they will just exclude it from their planning altogether without really doing a serious analysis to determine, does a Roth still make sense? Cause what we find is even for our retirees. In fact, a lot of times that first calendar year after somebody retires can be an incredible opportunity to start shifting money from the pre-tax accounts in the form of a Roth conversion over to the Roth IRA. So there's, there's two different ways you can get money underneath the Roth. One is you can contribute money if you have earned income underneath the limits, or you can convert money from the already established pre-tax accounts. So those are the two ways you can do it. Some, some are those, one of those methods makes sense for some people. One of those methods does not. And for some people, both of those methods make sense. It's just a base, based on what your tax situation is, what phase of your retirement are you in. And also part of the equation is what do you think taxes are going to do going forward? My personal belief is taxes are probably going up. I mean we, we after going well, we're in the midst of the COVID nineteen. We had twenty three trillion dollars of debt. We're probably gonna end up with about ten trillion dollars of stimulus based on the COVID nineteen stimulus relief packages. Taxes are most likely gonna go up. They were already it was already scheduled to go up as of January first, two thousand and twenty six. Now it's just a matter of how much do they go up by. And that's part of the equation to determine should I be contributing pre-tax versus Roth? And should I do Roth conversions from the pre-tax to the Roth?
0: And tax planning uh, is one of the five guiding principles that you and the team use when you sit down with people and help them plan their retirement vision. And the Roth IRA really really fits into four of those. So tax planning, a big part of that, investment planning, legacy planning, and income planning. Let's break down how the Roth IRA helps people meet the retirement vision using those guiding principles first the income.
1: Well and that's all part of what we talk about all the time whether it's on the podcast or the tv show or some of the online workshops we're doing is how all five of those uh, guiding principles are integrated. I mean what strategy you implement from a tax standpoint is going to have a direct impact on what you do from an income standpoint. One of the biggest concerns pre-retirees have Uh, when they transition or look to make that transition to retiring is where they're going to get the income from. And if you have a Roth IRA... In conjunction with some pre-tax accounts, in conjunction with a maximizing Social Security strategy, right, a Social Security maximization strategy, and maybe, maybe you're lucky enough to have a pension too. But even if you don't, right, you have these different income sources, and now it's about strategizing, creating a plan to say, I need X amount of income, call it five thousand dollars a month, whatever it is for you. You need five thousand dollars a month. You're going to get two thousand dollars a month from Social Security and now do you want where are you going to take the remaining 3000 part of it from the pre-tax part of it from from the Roth that will decrease your current income tax exposure because you're not taxed on any of that Roth IRA income or do you want to allow that tax-free compounding to grow until tax rates do grow up and now You've lived more on your pre-tax income, so you've paid taxes on more of that money while taxes are lower, and you save the tax-free for a later, later time frame when you think taxes are going to be higher, right? There's all these strategies, all these options that you have if the Roth IRA is one of those tools in your tool belt as you retire.
0: And I think what you just talked about speaks really well to how income and tax planning work, need to work or should work so closely together, kind of maximize your retirement vision. What about investment planning? So I think sometimes when people retire, they may forget that they can still continue to invest and, and try to grow their portfolio and have experienced some reasonable growth, growth. How could the Roth IRA help with that?
1: The Roth IRA superhero is a part of the investment planning piece because the Roth IRA itself is not an investment it's a tax shelter. So it, it's not going to grow your money, right? It's just a shelter around your investment to protect your money from the taxes. So underneath that Roth IRA, you still need an investment, whether it's mutual funds, ETFs, individual stocks, bonds, whatever it is, that's going to be your growth mechanism. And then the Roth IRA wraps is a shell around it. That's going to protect it from the taxing authority of the, the federal government.
0: And what about legacy planning? How does the Roth IRA fit into that?
1: There was a a major law change December of 2019, the SECURE Act, and as a part of that, the stretch IRA basically no longer exists. So the stretch IRA went away, which now means once your beneficiaries, your kids, your grandkids receive your pre-tax money or even your Roth IRA they now have only a 10-year period of time when all that money has to be exhausted from the IRA. So if it's if your money's underneath the pre-tax IRA, then they're going to they can't stretch that tax liability out over the course of their lifetime anymore. They have to pay taxes on all of that money within a 10-year period of time. The Roth IRA, they still have to take it out within 10 years, but they're not going to owe any tax liabilities on it. So unfortunately what a lot of people are going to go through is once they pass away, their kids are probably going to be in their top wage earning years. So as an example, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, they they both pass somewhere around age 75. Maybe their kids are 50 or 55, right? They, they've never earned more money, most likely, than what they're making right now. And now they receive their uh, Mr. and Mrs. Jones' $500,000 IRA, million dollar IRA, whatever it is. And they have to have that liquidated in their top way journey years over the next 10 year time frame. So this does encourage more legacy planning, which also encourages the Roth conversions because it's a lot less, it's a lot less tax implication to the overall legacy amount that you leave to the kids and what ultimately they have to pay on that legacy they receive.
0: So if you're watching any news source or consuming any news, you're seeing headlines about this looming recession, historic or near historic uh, market drops. How does the Roth IRA maybe work in a down market and, and is holding and waiting the strategy?
1: We, we hear that quite a bit. Whenever we go through a down market like what we're going through right now, the prevailing words of advice are do nothing. Do nothing because what a lot of people's knee-jerk reaction tends to be is to sell out of the positions that they're in. So the advice is don't do that. Basically freeze and, and don't do anything. Where really what we've been doing now for the last couple months as this market has been depressed <clears throat> is in, is working on strategy that we have had in place now for quite some time. But now is the excellent now represents an excellent time to implement some of that strategy, some of which is the Roth conversion. So with the Roth conversion, if it makes sense from a tax standpoint, right? So if your income levels, if the percent that you would pay to convert the money over to the Roth, if it makes sense, then it makes even that much more sense in a down market. So let's, let me give you a quick example. Let's say, let's say you own 100 shares of XYZ stock and normally it's trading somewhere around $50 a share the market correction happens or the recession happens, you know, the market goes down and now XYZ stock goes down with it. So instead of trading at $50 a share, it's trading at $25 a share. You convert it over from the pre-tax account, right? So you still own the 100 shares, but it's valued at $25 a share or $2,500 total. You convert that from the pre-tax over to the Roth, only pay taxes on the 2,500 as opposed to what it used to be at $5,000, right? 100 shares at $50 a share. So you only pay taxes on half the amount, and then when this market does rebound, XYZ stock rebounds, and then you get all of that growth underneath the tax-free Roth. If you do nothing, if you take the prevailing advice and you just freeze, it's good you didn't sell XYZ stock, because when it rebounds, you're going to get that appreciation, except for you're going to get that appreciation underneath a taxable account, where you're going to when you take that money out, you're going to pay taxes on it as opposed to once you shift it to the Roth, it rebounds, all that growth is tax-free. It's all yours.
0: So I guess I didn't realize you were shifting the shares when we, you convert. Like yeah, that. I thought you were shifting the money and then buying or investing in something different inside the Roth.
1: You can do it one of two ways. So you can actually shift 100 shares of XYZ stocks so you're not selling it, you're not rebuying it, you don't have to worry about what the market's doing in between the transaction. You're just shifting the shares over to a different shell, which is the Roth IRA. Or you can liquidate it, go to cash, and then and then switch the cash over, convert the cash over to the Roth. Either way works, and what strategy strategy you implement may be dependent upon a number of different factors. One of them is, is how quickly the market is moving.
0: Is it hard for some people to wrap their mind around paying that tax burden in the year that they make the conversion?
1: Oh, it sure is. And and really for a lot of CPAs, it's hard for them to get past paying tax now when you, when you don't have to, right? When you do a Roth conversion, you are making the conscious decision of saying, I want to pay taxes on money right now where, when I don't have to, I can defer this tax until I take it out or I'm required to take it out. So really the only reason why you would choose to pay taxes on a piece of your money now, as opposed to paying taxes on it later is if you think you can pay taxes on it now at less rate or the same rate, if you can pay, if you think taxes are going to go down, you're not going to want to pay taxes on it right now. But one one of the misconceptions about retirement planning, and taxation in retirement is that many people think they're going to be in a lower tax bracket when they retire. Some people, that's true. Some people, that's true. Their earned income goes away. Their social security income, pension income, investment income that they require to live on is going to be put them in a lower tax bracket. But for a lot of our families, they are in the same tax bracket. And for some of them, they are in a higher tax bracket, especially once they reach RMD age. So they turn their pension on. That's income that's not going to ever turn off. They maximize their Social Security once they turn that on. It's never going to be turned off. They reach stage seventy-two. Now they're mandated to take distributions to pay taxes on that. That's never going to turn off, right? So they have all these streams of income that they can no longer control at some point. And now the only thing, the only thing that determines what level of tax they're going to pay on it is what tax rates exist and there's nothing the three of us can do about what tax rates are going to exist there's nothing anybody can do it's the choice of the federal government so historically tax rates today are really low we have trillion of debt, plus whatever the stimulus adds on to it. Taxes are already on the the books to go up. Tax rates, in my opinion, are going to go up. So the reason a lot of our families are doing Roth conversions now, because not only are we in a depressed market where we can take advantage of that, just like I explained, but also we feel like we're going to pay less or the same amount of tax on this money now, as opposed to later. And you're taking control over your money you're taking control over your money, which means you're also taking control over your income. Because once that money is underneath the Roth, that's a pot of money you know you can take out whenever you want to, and you don't owe anybody anything on that money. All the money that's still underneath your pre-tax, at whatever point you take it out down the road, you do not know how much of that money you're actually going to receive. Because if you're in the 22% federal tax bracket today... And later down the road, that 22 doesn't exist. Now it's 32% or it's 35 or it's 40%, right? You can't control that. You have no idea what you're going to receive of that money you take out. So not only does it uh, offer you the ability, if you do the, uh, the proper planning and you can structure it this way, to pay less tax on your money now, have more of your, your money, your portfolio growing tax-free, but it gives you a lot more control over your money as well. A lot more control and a lot more certainty.
0: And you talk about taking the money out of the right Roth IRA. It makes me think of the the current economic environment we're in. There might be some people that need to take that money out now, but they're not. Is its is it 59 and a half or 70 and a half when you can take it out with any, out any penalty?
1: The the Roth IRA as well as the pre-tax IRA is 59 and a half.
0: Okay, so if you're younger than 59 and a half and you're experiences, experiencing economic hardship and need the money... What penalties are involved with that?
1: Well, traditionally the way it works is with the tri- with the pre-tax IRA, you cannot touch it till 59 and a half. With the Roth IRA, you can touch your contributions after the IRA, the Roth IRA has been established for five years. So you can touch your contributions, no penalties at all. The earnings on your contributions need to stay there until 59 and a half. Now with the COVID-19, there has been some special legislation that's just been introduced as a part of the CARES Act, which says whether it's from a 401k plan or it's from an IRA, you can take up to $100,000 out, not have to pay any penalties, and you can actually defer the tax for a three-year period of time or you can spread it out over a three-year period of time. You have basically three years to pay that $100,000 back. All of it or just a piece of it. So there are some there is some special legislation now through the CARES Act that gives people flexibility regardless of what age they are.
0: So from economic hardships to those who make too much money to contribute to a Roth IRA, sometimes it works to employ what's called a backdoor Roth IRA.
1: Oh, that's a great topic. This backdoor Roth IRA, we've been hearing about or people have been talking about it for some time. And there's one main point I want to make with this backdoor Roth IRA is be careful. Be careful because it will end up costing people tax And it's going to be a big surprise. So here's the way it works. Essentially the concept of the backdoor Roth IRAs for those people who have too much earned income, they can't contribute directly to the Roth IRA. They can still make a non-deductible IRA contribution. So it goes to the, the traditional IRA. You can't deduct it because you make too much money. So let's say, let's say you contribute $6,000 to it. You get no tax benefit on the contribution, it will still grow tax deferred if you leave it underneath of there. But basically what a lot of people are doing is making the $6,000 contribution to the non-deductible IRA and then immediately converting it to the Roth. So you get what they just did there? They didn't. They didn't. They already paid taxes on the $6,000. They didn't take the deduction because they can't. So when they convert it, ideally, or the concept is they don't pay taxes on that converted amount and they still get the money underneath the Roth.
0: And you can do that immediately. There's not some kind of rules where you have to leave it in an IRA for so long before you can do something with it.
1: Well, here's the catch. Those rules don't exist. So there's no time frame that they have to leave it underneath the the IRA before they can convert it. The catch is is that if they have any pre-tax money in an IRA already, then there's this thing called the pro rata rule. Say what? The pro rata rule. You don't know <laughs> well, what that is? Yeah, you know that one. Oh, oh, yeah.
0: You were just talking about that the other day. We showed your friends. The pro rata. I, I
1: knew you guys wouldn't get caught up in this, but there's a lot of people that don't know what that rule is. <laughs> so it's a, real, a real quick example of what that pro rata rule means. Let's say your total IRA account value is $100,000. You have $5,000 underneath a, a, a non-deductible IRA, right? You made that contribution. You're going to try to get it over to the Roth as a backdoor. And then you have $95,000 underneath a pre tax IRA. Okay, could be two separate IRAs or the s- same IRA, doesn't matter. You try to take that $5,000 of after tax contribution from the non deductible IRA to the Roth IRA, the pro rata rule kicks in, which means you're, the per, total, that $5,000 is 5% of your total IRA balance. Right, okay. Which means that you're going to have 5% of the $5,000 that can convert over and not pay any tax on it. Which means that there's 95% of the $5,000 you you will have to pay tax on when you convert it over. So this is the, the IRS's whole way of saying, of kind of... Uh, taking away the backdoor Roth IRA strategy for many people, because there's a lot of people, especially pre-retirees and retirees, that already have some pre-tax money underneath an, uh, an IRA. But if they don't know about the pro-rat rule and they try to do the backdoor Roth, they're going to end up filing taxes through their account. And Their accounts mean, what, what did you do? Because now you owe taxes on, in that example, 95, 95% of that money you converted over and you anticipated paying zero tax on it. So you just have to be really careful. It's like any of these strategies, there's there, there's a lot of gotchas along the way. You just have to understand what you're doing and uh, make sure the strategy is right for you based on what it is you're trying to accomplish and where you're at within your overall phase of, of retirement planning.
0: I can't remember what Wonder Woman's superpower is. It's a lasso. Isn't she, she good with a lasso? Uh,
1: she has a lasso. Did she use it?
0: Yeah. That's her superpower. Wasn't
1: it yellow? I just remember like, or is that her belt?
0: No, no, that
1: that was the lasso. The lasso was yellow? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of remember
0: that. I was going to try to wrap this thing up, you know, with a lasso, lassoing in the superpower of the Roth IRA.
1: Let's lasso, corral.
0: Yeah, and using it to... Harness. Okay. Yeah, well, we'll work on some superhero analogies, but if you want to see... What this looks like. We did a television show on Roth IRAs. There's more details in that show. It's on our YouTube channel. Our YouTube channel is Merkle Retirement Planning. If you have questions about what you just heard Lauren talking about, or maybe other aspects of your retirement, this is a really neat opportunity. It's a chance to talk directly with Lauren on the telephone. You know, the telephone that you remember that thing, don't you guys? The old telephone? It's not a Zoom. It's not a webinar. It's not a Skype. It's a good old-fashioned phone call. And you can schedule one directly with Lauren Merkel. It's called a retirement checkup call. Go to Merkle Retire. that's M-E-R-K-L-E, retire.com. And right there, you'll get linked directly to Lauren's calendar. Lauren, you've been doing these 15-minute checkup calls for about six weeks or so.
1: How are they going? Well, they're going really well. And one of the things I like about it is it allows people even outside the state of Iowa to call us and have a conversation about their retirement plan. And we can get a ton accomplished within a 15 minute period of time. You know, The retirement planning that we do, it's not available everywhere. I mean, nationally, there's 470,000 advisors, but only about 6% of them do comprehensive retirement planning like we do. And retirement is much more than just your investments. Uh, what I like these is, is yes, we can we can help people out a lot locally within a, a really short period of time and get them on their way from a retirement standpoint, but also nationally. We uh, have the opportunity to work with a lot of people across this country and get them on their way as well.
0: Okay, that's Merkel, retire.com, M E R K L E, retire.com. We'll continue our superhero series on this podcast. It's called Retiring Today And Lauren, I feel like people maybe first come to or learn about the IRA when they're young, right? It's something if you maybe have an employee sponsored plan, if you do get one more, I don't know, product to help you get towards retirement. A lot of people set up an IRA. Uh, I don't know in the early. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? I just wondered when I you're going <laughs> to stop talking.
1: you know you say something i know what i'm gonna say when you stop and then you keep going and i'm like well should i say that or should i say
0: something (laughs) sorry you're right though that was bad